hello it is what is it tuesday it is tuesday it is tuesday and um this is another episode of two cents um where i give my two cents about i don't know random topics that's going on in the world um so of course i'm at 12 because we know when i started 12 that means i didn't make the six o'clock <laughs> I did not hear the alarm like I don't even know if it went off like honestly and then sometimes I forget to cut the volume on so I'm just like did you ring or didn't you ring I don't know I don't know but whatever the case I'm here it's a new day and uh yeah it's actually sunny out there even with all that snow and a little bit of cold you know but it's winter time so she almost should expect it to be a little cold <laughs> um so yesterday we talked about Kanye just to bring it up real, um, I could bring up a thing, I guess, that happened yesterday is where him and Julia broke up, but I kind of already saw that happening, like, I didn't see that as a real thing, like, I kind of saw that as a rebound, so that's all I have to say about that, <laughs> so let's get into our, um, our first subject here, and it is, it's kind of funny in a sense, so the man deducted a, do a dollar from his fiance's Valentine's Day gift fund every time she yelled at him. He said he saved himself 300, now, now something's ringing, he said he saved himself $320, so that means he got yelled at for 320 days, 320 days, so um, let's read this. A TikTok video of a man claiming that he put money aside last year for his fiance's Valentine's Day gift fund. However, deducted a dollar each time she yelled at him has gone viral. The video uploaded by uh, Lizic Ramirez has already garnered more than 9 million views with over 8,000 comments from TikTok users with diverging opinions. The video captioned, nah, all she getting is flowers and chocolates. The text on the video reads, last year I put away $360 for my fiance's Valentine gift. The video then shows the full amount of money placed in an envelope. The TikToker then shows the deducted amount, which totaled up to $40 for her gift fund. The text on the video reads, now her gift limit is $40 and I have saved myself $320. TikTok users swarmed the comment section with divided options. Some users tried to defend his fiance as one user wrote, you should add money when she surprises you with something special, your favorite drink, meal, something she bought that made her think of you. And another user commented, it's time to find a new girl if she's yelling at you 300, 320 days of the year, dog. I mean... Yes and no. I mean, <laughs> I feel like he shouldn't have got yelled at 320 times, you know, um, within a year. But also, I mean, I'm sure she wasn't all that bad if he's still with her, right? So I'm guessing what they're saying is you should have added another dollar when she was nice. So, you know, it could have been more, you know, if she she could have actually um, been nicer than mean. So, but you never know because he wasn't measuring that. So. Um, unfortunately, uh, she did not get the, the Valentine's Day gift. I guess he planned to set aside for her and she only got flowers and then he put it on social media so she would know why. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny and petty at the same time, like level of pettiness and stuff like, and, and things like that in relationships, it can get nuts. Like it really, really can. So, um, I guess that's just a whole new level of petty. So what I'm looking for is one of the commercials that I forgot to um, to upload for today because we do have another sponsor um, and it is CVS 3 Design. So I just want to make sure um, that I get that 
that I get that on there um, when we do our commercials. So that is what I was doing. So the next subject um, is Whoopi Goldberg. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about when Whoopi was placed on the two-week suspension. So clearly she's off now. And um, she seemed very jovial and in good spirits to return. So I just wanted to share that. Um, and I'm glad that she wasn't canceled off of a misunderstanding, off something that apparently a lot of people just didn't know. You know, and my friend had made um, a perfect like commented that she was like well considering that race is a made-up construct you know it, it it is kind of confusing when you don't know when a race is a race or whatever because it's already it's just already made up con social construct in the first place so i agree with that because separating people by all these separations and all these labels and stuff that it annoys me because i just don't understand why we just can't be categorized as humans like I know, but that's a perfect world. I get it. <laughs> and I live in a perfect world. And I feel like sometimes I do have a childlike view on things because children are simple. That's why. Children are simple. Either you like something or you don't. Either you like a character and you don't. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out for a minute before I just automatically say I don't like it. And that's what children do. Adults just go off of premonitions, imaginations, um, experiences with somebody maybe from the same culture and just exit out altogether. You know, we don't we don't try things individually. It's always a global thing when it comes to um, adult categoriz categorizations and things like that. So that's why maybe I do have a child like you like, hey, let me just, you know, base a person off of them individually and not just put them in a whole a whole section and be like, no, nah, I don't like those, those set of people. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. But back to Whoopi. Um, this was her on The View. She started back yesterday, and this is what she had to say. Hello, 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 and welcome to The View. And yes, I am back. And I missed you all, too. i got to tell you, there's something kind of marvelous about being on a show like this because we are the view and this is what we do and sometimes we don't do it as elegantly as we could and sometimes well yeah you know but it's five minutes to get in important information about topics yeah, yeah. and that's what we try to do every day and i i, I want to thank everybody who reached out while i was away and i'm telling you people reached out from places that made me go wait wait what really yeah. okay and it was amazing and and i i listened to everything everybody had to say and I was very grateful and I hope it keeps all the important conversations happening because we're going to keep having tough conversations. Yeah. And in part, because this is what we've been hired to do. And it's not always pretty, as I said, and it's not always as other people would like to hear, but it is an honor to sit at this table and be able to have these conversations because they're important. They're important to us as a nation and to us more so as a human entity so happy valentine's day y'all i love what she said it was so eloquently put right you know she's saying you know this is what the show is about to have the hard conversation so that we can learn you know what's right and wrong or or to, to speak our opinion on things that are not like and it might be messy you know messy responses and i love the fact that she didn't give us a um like a planned 
you know, uh, speech, but she actually like said something genuine, you know, from her heart. And this is how she felt about it. She didn't apologize again for she apologized a million times, you know, and it was just an honest mistake. So I'm glad she didn't come from a place of number one, I said what I said, or number two, I'm so sorry, but just saying, hey, that's what this show is about. And sometimes things will be said, you know, out of, in this case, ignorance or in case, you know, and in, and in this case, opinion, but that's what makes us stronger. That's that's what makes us understand things more often when we have these conversations, because that's the problem. If we don't have these hard conversations, how can we come to any understanding? How can we how can we relate? You know what I'm saying? If we just brush and act like there are no issues when there clearly are. So um, I never watched The View. This actually makes me want to watch The View because it is always a lot of controversial things said on there, um, because I just thought this was one of those daytime um, shows that they just talk about like like random dumb stuff but it looks like they actually like talk about topics so this actually um kind of kind of made me want to watch the view because i never watch it so you have a new viewer because <laughs> i'm real interested and i always like to know about the news and i always like to know you know about what's going on so all right i think we should go to commercial before we get to that so let's play one of our sponsors Hey, hey, y'all, it's your girl, Miss Michi, checking in, reminding you to shop my exclusive collection, Lavish Looks by Miss Michi, where we've got shades and everything that you need to look fly. Oh, and we also offer accessories. So, ladies, put a little bit of razzle-dazzle in your collection today. Be sure to shop with me and follow on social media at Lavish Looks by Miss Michi. Grab your products today at MissMichi.com slash shop. Okay, okay, shout outs to Lavish Looks by Miss Michi. Um, she has the shade, she has the the earrings and the necklaces. It's all about living lavish. So if you want to get into that lavish life, go to con uh go, I'm sorry, go to Miss Michi uh slash shop.com. That is also in the description box. So you can always go down there and uh, make sure that you uh sign up and subscribe too to her email list so that you can keep up with all of her new sales and all her new products that she got going on. So yay. Um, so now we're going to get into something that news was kind of slow. Like last night when I was looking for, um, something to talk about on two cents, news was kind of slow. So I went looking for some topics and see what I can talk about today. So these next two topics, I know you're like, where did this come from? Just, just off of searching, you know, and off of like random conversation. So this one came off of searching. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the free Britney movement, the hashtag that was on Twitter and how a lot of people were trying to get her out of her, um, conservatorship. I believe that's what it was. Um, from under her dad and she was able to get it from under that she's living her best life I saw her on TikTok you know in her bikini trying to tan and and that's good she has the right to do the small things that she wasn't able to do she was at liberty to be human and Britney just endured like so much for so long you know so um apparently Kesha is going through the same situation except this is not like her family but it's the label and some guy named Dr. Luke never heard of him but apparently he's very talented he's very um in left the footprint in the industry blah 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 but however um it looks like she's kind of stuck 
you know, in a bad situation, Kesha. Now, if you don't know Kesha, um, she, the TikTok song, which is really, uh, I wonder if TikTok thought to name it off of that song, but wake up in the morning feeling like P. Did. That's who Kesha is. If you have no idea who she is, um, one of my favorite songs, which is that one, but I also like Pray that she, um, that she wrote. And I don't know if she wrote that for her offender, Dr. Lou, but it's a really beautiful song. So if you've never heard of, um, the Kesha song Pray, get into that. I really love that song. So let's get into this story because I knew nothing about it. So I thought we could just briefly get into it because I don't like to hear about anybody being under any type of um, bondage in any sort of way, you know, especially like you, you work hard and you have all this money and you can't even enjoy it because you're under the constraints of, a, you know, a label, a music label. So um, I was on tweet, Twitter minding my own business and I came across this post where it says, this is literally how Kesha lives every day since 2005. Now that's a long time ago, almost 20 years of her life and she's 34. So this is what it says. As of this moment, Kesha is unable to perform features on anyone else's records, create any live recordings, even of other people's songs, sing the national anthem on TV or put up an acoustic cover on YouTube without Dr. Luke's explicit permission. And that explains why I haven't seen her. That explains why I haven't seen Kesha at all. And I I, I was like, man, you know, like, hey, hey, Miss Michi, how you doing? <laughs> and I was just like, um, where has she been when I saw Free Kesha? I'm like, dang, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her at all. And so um, it says, because Kesha is signed to Godwald's publishing company, she is also unable to make a living writing songs for other people, something she's done in the past. She did um, To the World Ends, among others. And I believe that's the Britney song. Um, Can I sound like... I can't think of the words. No, I don't think that's it. I don't know what that song is. But um, yeah, that's my thing. What happened to Kesha? And Kesha used to be all like everywhere like she was it you know what i'm saying um it says if kesha and i wrote a song together right now i would own 50 percent of that song and the other half would belong to dr luke no matter what she does with her career at this point everything she does will directly benefit her abuser regardless of whether she's in the same room with him or not the systematic sexual harassment and abuse of women in the music industry is nothing new but kesha's situation is a very particular nightmare now this sounds familiar to what Britney Spears went through. So everybody is like on Twitter is like, hey, if we were able to bring awareness to Britney Spears, then maybe we can bring awareness to Kesha. So I'm like, okay, let me dive more into it. So you know that I did. I had energy last night, I guess. So let me see. Um, so let's really get into this. So let me find it though. Free Kesha. There we go. Because I see the Shikari Richardson, which is a whole nother thing. I may talk about that tomorrow. Um, I just want to read more into it. So free Kesha movement takes center stage. So this is like the timeline and we're going to briefly go through it because it is a lot of words. But uh, it says in 2014, Kesha's mother made allegations that the producer, um, Dr. Luke, and his real name is Lucas Sebastian Godwald which is Gawal uh, Publishing, pushed her towards an eating disorder. And later that year, Kesha sued for sexual assault and battery. And Gawal responded by filing a countersuit. Since then, the two have embattled uh, Kesha continued to raise claims against him, including more sexual abuse claims. Yet in 2020, a judge ruled that Kesha made a false statement to Lady Gaga about Gawa that was defamatory. To many of Kesha's fans, the situation has a great 
deal in common with the Free Britney movement, and I, I believe it, in which fans and supporters helped to get pop singer Britney Spears out of under her father's conservatorship. And this is where uh, this is what we talked about a minute ago. And it said, if you cared about Britney, you would care about Kesha and believe survivors. Now, this is what we saw already about um, about the rights and how she has none. And it says, reminded that the courts have not ruled on whether or not Kesha was raped or lied about the incident. This goes to trial in about one year. Free Kesha now still hasn't went to trial. And mind you, we said they said in 2014, this is when she made the allegations, and it's 2022. You know, and I understand that I don't see the um the hashtag Me Too movement anymore, but it's still going on. You know, just because I, it's weird that you know we bring awareness to things that are trending, but sexual assault should never be a trending topic. It should be something that that should be fought against and should go to trial, and it should, it should get justice. These are people lives. This is not a trendy trendy comment. Once once you are violated in any type of way, you are affected for life. You are affected for life. You know, it's not just, oh, they went through that poor baby. Everybody supports you. And you, even with Britney Spears being free, she still probably had to go through therapy and just like reacclimate herself to being a human being. You don't just get out of these situations and be like, ah, oh, no, you have to do the work and you have to get used to a new normal. So, um, I mean, this is just weird to me. Um, so this person said, reminded that the, oh, we said that Dr. Luke told Kesha she looked like a refrigerator on this day. Now, Kesha has always been fit to me. Um, Luke started putting Kesha on juice cleanses around this time. He began monitoring her diet. She got in trouble for drinking a Diet Coke when she was already the skinniest she had ever been. You know, um, that is insane. Dr. Luke told Kesha, oh, we said that already. Why are they doing the same thing? So right here is saying a new Twitter account has appeared using hashtag free Kesha hashtag and seems to have some insider info. Kesha appreciates every single person supporting her more than anyone could ever know. They also celebrate on the struggle Kesha went through to make Warrior. So Kesha appreciates every single person support. Oh, I think I said that. Fun, not really fact. Luke is credited as the main producer and writer on every song on Warrior. I believe that's her latest album. Um, and but he only actually produced five of the 16 songs. He wasn't even present for the making of the rest, nor did he write a single word on that record. He's just like it's very similar to Britney, where he's just accumulating and just living off of checks, you know, and she doesn't get to reap any of the benefits. And like I said, I haven't seen her at all in any limelight, and this this clearly is why. So um, then I, I remember I had read a, um, an article when I was looking this up and a lot of people was like, well, yeah, he is an a-hole, but a rapist he is not. Like you, So what are you saying? I mean, it hasn't even went to trial. No one has ever haven't seen the evidence or anything. How can we just automatically say, you know, the whole victim, the victim blaming thing for me gets to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's already hard to come out and say when something has happened to you. It already takes a lot of courage. You want to know why? Because people, you know that people are not going to believe you. You know, and there are instances where people, you know, say that something happened to them and they didn't. But there are so many instances that people actually did go through something. And so for you to automatically just come out and say without any facts, without anything, you know, this, you know, he, he doesn't strike me as a rapist. Well, what exactly is 
is a does a rapist strike you as? Like, what do they look like? What do they smell like? Like, how can you determine one? Just like a serial killer. I watch all of those shows, those um documentaries, and it just be regular people. I never would have thought he would have killed someone. What does a murderer look like? You know what I'm saying? What? What do people listen to what they say when they say things like that? What does she have to lie for? She's really adamant about this. And she has, and in her in her songs, because I was listening to her last night, you could tell that she has pain. She's going through something. You know what I'm saying? So um, it says that um, Kesha cannot legally release another song for the rest of her life if she is unwilling to record eight more albums with Dr. Luke first. And this goes back to people that get caught up in the industry, right? Because you're thirsty. You want that fame. You want everybody to, you know, experience your talent, you know? And so you sign these things and you realize that you're signing, you're literally signing your life away. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where that whole, um, quote, selling your soul in the sense, I know everybody goes into the rituals and all of that. And that may be a thing, but just, just a, um, metaphorically you are, you're signing your life away, you know, um, Kanye West signed a contract where he bonded for life, bonded for life. I don't know if he got out of it, but last I heard he's bonded for life. You know what I'm saying? To, to the, uh, to wherever he's signed up with, you know? So she has eight more albums. If I was her, I would just make a whole bunch of albums until I'm done with the eighth one, but I don't know how that how that works. Like I would just make like I'll do a Kanye, it'll be eight songs on eight albums, and I can get up out that thing. Come on, Kesha, just sing. It don't even got to be good at this point. <laughs> just get out of it, you know. Um, and I I read somewhere too. Excuse me, that the judge won't let her out the deal. He won't let her out the deal. Like, she is legit stuck in this. Like, I was reading this last night. Like, I was so sad. Like, I'm so sad for her. And I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I keep up with this free Kesha thing and, and tweet and retweet whatever I can do to bring awareness to this because this sucks. This really sucks, you know? Um, she's not allowed to mention Luke at all or she will be sued because I feel like when she does bring him up, it's probably not a positive um it's you know it's probably not positive to his reputation you know um so a reminder that uh Tyle Crew signed an affidavit affidavit saying he stopped working with Dr. Luke because of the negative experience he had with him before Kesha publicly came forward he said I understand I have my very own issue with Dion for this reason I didn't want to sing those lyrics and I was forced to so you know there are other people that have had issues with him but the thing is life still goes on for dr luke he actually uh played a part in doja cat hit song say so and we know how current say so is so he's not receiving any punishments he's going through life living his best life you know what i'm saying like i i just i just don't like stuff like this you know so it's it's so many tweets on here um which will be on this thing all day but it's so many tweets about what's going on you know uh to her and it just really sucks and my heart really goes out out to kesha like for real just like it did for britney spears just like it does for ari lennox just these people just want to sing they just want to share their music you know and they're not allowed to and that really sucks it just really sucks um so right here is a quick timeline because i um and and this is a uh, courtesy of passionwise.com so hopefully uh sorry that if i have not been saying uh where this stuff is coming from um so basically 225 to 2208 um this is when she started her beginning so um dr luke isn't the mentor he promised to be upon arriving in um 
This is in her complaint. Kesha's attorney describes the darker side of her early relationship with Dr. Luke. So Dr. Luke isn't the mentor he promised he'd be. Upon arriving in Los Angeles, Ms. Siebert soon realized that Dr. Luke was not the mentor he represented himself to be, and the opportunity opportunities were not what he had promised they would be. Dr. Luke provided no time, guidance, or support for Miss Siebert's music career, ultimately leaving her career to languish. A far cry from a mentor, Dr. Luke displayed despicable conduct in front of Miss Siebert. Dr. Luke would boast and brag to Miss Siebert about how he liked to take girls out on a first date, get them drunk as possible, and screw them in the butt. Why? Why? Dr. Luke starts to abuse Kesha, who was a teenager isolated in Los Angeles. Soon after moving to Los Angeles, Dr. Luke began to violently abuse the young young lady. Dr. Luke continuously made sexual sexual advances toward Miss Sever. He forced Miss Sever to take drugs and alcohol in order to take advantage of her sexually while I was intoxicated. Now, these are the allegations, and we have to say allegations because apparently it hasn't went to court yet. So this is all alleged. Don't be trying to sue me. Um, so for 2009, um, right round by Florida, which I don't really know Florida's music that well. I think it's a couple of songs that I know of his. I know he did that. You spin me anyway. Um, Luke had been working exclusively with Martin since, since co-producing Kelly Clarkson's breakout since you've been gone. We know that song with the super producer in 2004, right round. Oh, I think this is song. You spin me right around, right around. I think that's the song was an international number one and set a single record for digital sales. Kesha was featured on the hook, but isn't credited as a featured artist and received no profit, at least monetarily for his success. And you know, they played that spin round song. Like every time you cut on the radio, that song was on. Kesha writes My Crazy Beautiful Life. I got a call from Dr. Luke. He needed someone to sing on a Florida song. The song right round went to the top of the charts across the world and broke the record for most digital sales in a week. When I first heard it on the radio, I pulled my car over, turned up the radio and started crying. It was finally happened. I didn't make a dime off that song, but it didn't matter. I would walk around and hear my voice coming out of coming out of car windows, storefronts, and bars, yet I still didn't have any money. So then she describes the way the song's success affected her prospects. I got multiple record contract offers, but ultimately decided to go with Dr. Luke's label, um, Kim Sabe Records at RCA Records, which which we in hindsight, you know what I'm saying? So 2010, 211, Cannibal, and Get Sleazy Tour. By 2010, it appeared Kesha was, Kesha was on the verge of being a bankable star. Her breakthrough single, TikTok, Don't Stop, was the most popular song in America. I remember that song. That song was playing everywhere. The album had belonged to her first ever debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 and was certified platinum by fall of the same year. And you know what? People are still using this in movies and I still hear this a lot and I don't you know what I almost don't want to listen to her music just so he don't get paid for it that really sucks you know what I'm saying like the only way to to stop it is if everybody came together and just stopped listening to her music and you know and I and then that, that may affect her too but it's like what can we do to help her to to get her out of this and it's like if she signed up to something for for eight more albums, it's kind of like the same sense of um of of Tupac, where he was stuck in death row and he couldn't get out, and he thought that he had fulfilled his requirements because he did a double album to try to make up for that, you know, for one of the albums. And Suge Knight was like, uh, nope. Um, these contracts are so ironclad, man. I feel like no matter how much you want to be in an industry, read that contract, read 
read read that contract get a lawyer to look over that if you you can't afford an attorney there i know there are people that would do a pro bono just before you sign that because maybe it's better to just be independent and i think that's why a lot of artists are going independent so that they don't have to find themselves in situations like this so today TikTok has sold over 15 million copies which makes it the third best selling single in digital history and she can't even enjoy it p diddy collaborated with kesha on TikTok just because he was feeling it um june of that year kesha was invited to join rihanna's last girl on last girl on earth tour on the lineup which also included Nicki minaj in november animal was re-released with the companion uh ep cannibal who we are who we are the lead single from cannibal debuted at the top of the billboard chart so she's you know this is when she's everywhere you know um she also co-wrote the song to the world is by britney spears that is the song i'm thinking about um keep on dancing till the world is i can't take 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 no more that's the song I, I knew i knew it and she was featured on a remix of the song along with rapper Nicki minaj she told mtv in 2011 i consider myself a songwriter before and above everything else so it's an honor to write for one of the pop music biggest icons now mind you the irony of this is why she's she's writing for someone that's in the same situation as her so i don't know if, if them two got to have any kind of conversation and I'm wondering, and if Britney is aware of this, if she can lend a hand, you know, and try to see if she can get her out, you know, maybe, you know, offer her lawyers or something like, I don't know, because these girls have crossed paths, you know. So um, in 2011, Kesha went on her first headlining world tour, Get Sleazy. The tour sold out instantly. Now, mind you, she wrote this song to the world ends. But what we read earlier is that the um, Britney and whoever, well, actually Britney father at that point got 50% and then Dr. Luke got 50%. So Britney nor Kesha saw any, and you know, Nikki, Nikki probably got, you know, got her percentage too. Um, but um, as far as these two girls, you know, um, they didn't see anything. That's my point. Like Britney nor Kesha saw anything of this song. And that song was pretty hot, you know. Um, so drugs and rapes Kesha while on a flight. So Dr. Luke sexually, physically, this is allegedly, Dr. Luke allegedly sexually, physically, and verbally abused Miss Sebert for a decade in order to make her feel completely worthless and maintain complete control over her life. On one occasion, Dr. Luke forced Miss Sebert to snort an illicit drug before they were scheduled to take a flight. Once on the plane, Dr. Luke continuously forced himself on her while she was intoxicated and drugged. Miss Sebert was in such an intoxicated state on the plane that she vomited on herself during the fight during the flight now um nicknames sober pills brings kesha back to his hotel and he 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 enforces himself on her again on another occasion after forcing miss sebert to drink with him dr luke instructed miss sebert to take what he described as sober pills in order for her to sober up miss sebert took the pills and woke up the following afternoon necking in dr luke's bed sore and sick with no memory of how she got there miss sebert immediately called her mother and made a fresh complaint telling her that she was naked in Dr. Luke's hotel room. She didn't know where her clothes were. Dr. Luke had um, had enforced himself on her, and then she needed to go to the emergency room. Miss Sepper later learned that the sober pill Dr. Luke had given her was actually a form of gamma hydroxyburate. GHB, more commonly known as the date rape drug, allowing him to bring Miss Sebert back to his hotel room alone and and force himself on her while she was unconscious. Now she calls her mom and I'm wondering how mom felt. I wonder if mom jumped on the plane and mom was afraid to even leave 
Dr. Lou with her at this point, you know? So threatened to destroy Kesha and her family if she ever tells anyone uh, what's going on, but she had already did. Dr. Luke repeatedly threatened that if she ever told anyone about these abusive incidents, he would destroy both Miss Severn and her entire family, specifically after he drugged and, um, I don't know if I keep saying the R word. Our Miss Everett, Dr. Luke, took her down to the beach alone to have a talk with her. He threatened that if she ever mentioned um, this to anyone, he would shut her career down, take away all her publishing and recording rights, and otherwise destroy not only her life, but her entire family life. He also threatened her and her family's physical safety. Miss Everett wholly believed that Dr. Luke had the power and money to carry out these threats. She therefore never dated, talked about, let alone report what Dr. Um, Luke had done to her. So this is 2012, 2011, when she reached, um, when uh, she released her illustrated autobiography, My Crazy Beautiful Life. And in the book, she refers to Luke respectfully. She says, after writing and experimenting with a number of people, I was ready to get back into the studio with Dr. Luke, where I knew that a majority of the album would be made. Now, here's the thing. She can't talk bad about him in this in this book right because of all the threats so she had to just talk about i guess what he's did for her career or whatever she said she's been working with him since she was 17 17 is it even legal excuse me for these children to be with these people without parents i just wonder about that like what is the legality of that like if anybody knows Excuse me. She says, I've been working with him since I was 17 and that this next record was almost as important to him as it was to me. Every song needs to be great, he told her. If you come out with an album full of songs and perform well, then you will solidify your career, which she did. She called him a good coach. She said he's always challenging her. He put a lot of hours in the studio. They work into the early morning and often in the sun. You know, she said a whole bunch of nice things about her, about him, you know, and then she did Warrior, which um, it was pulled from the radio um, following the Sandy Hook Massacre weeks later. Die Young. Oh, okay. I don't know what the, the Sally Hook Massacre. I gotta look that up. Kesha apologized on Twitter for the lyrical content of the song, stating that, and now delete a tweet. I understand I had my very own issue with Die Young for this reason. I did not want to sing these lyrics and I was forced to. What song is Die Young and what is the Sandy Hook Massacre? Let's look that up right quick. So, um, San Sandy Hook families agreed to settle or what happened? Oh, Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, which happened on December 14, 2012 in Newton, Connecticut, when a 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people. 20 other victims were children between 6 and 7. Oh, my God. This story. This story is making me sad. Earlier that day, before driving to school, he shot and killed his mother on the Newtown home. As first responders arrived to the school, Lanza committed suicide by shooting herself in the head. Oh, my God. This incident is the deadliest mass shooting in an elementary school. This story is just, this story is taking me out, y'all. It really, really is. My God. My mouth just stopped working and everything. Um, okay, so uh, back to this. Um, so I can get why a song entitled Die Young didn't do well. I don't even want to get into the lyrics of that song. I can't think of what that song is right now off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so I can see how that caused a lot of uh, controversy. Still kind of how the astro world is when people bring that up. You know, it's very, very sensitive or whatever. So um, not whatever, but it's a very sensitive um, 
subject. So in April 2013, a reality television series by the name premiered on Kesha, My Crazy, Crazy Beautiful Life, which I've never seen. And now I'm kind of interested in seeing it because um, I know that it probably is not real. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to listen to Die Young when I get off just so I can remember what the song was. And I'm pretty sure I know what it is. All right. So in April 2013, um, a reality television series. Okay. An episode, Kesha. So in an episode, Kesha arrives at a recording studio in Los Angeles where she is filmed belting her heart out in a vocal booth, tracking the hook from Machine Gun Love, cut to a scene of Kesha looking frustrated and disheveled. Pouring over a spiral-bound notebook. I really like the rock and roll vibe of Machine Gun Kelly. Um, okay, I don't know what this has to do with anything. Let me see. Uh, she said, I can't just write party songs forever. It's not that I don't want to make up pop music. I don't want to make pop music, but I just want, to, want it to be different. Um, 30 days into her trip, she says, I can't write a song about nothing. I physically can't write it. Like I can't do it. I'm stuck. So now she's got, um, uh, writer's block just because she's going through so much. Um, in the late 2013 animals who together makeup was most devoted passion. Um, fan base in the pop world started demanding freedom for the pop star in the form of an online petition. So in 2013, this is when people were like, hey, she needs to get out of this, you know, so everybody signed a petition on the website to demand that um, Dr. Luke let Kesha have creative freedom because she was stuck, you know, writing all these pop songs about partying. And that's just not what she wanted to do. So um, Kesha makes it clear that her producer, Dr. Luke, is stunning her from growing as an artist by making her sing the same generic, predictable, recycled pop song. Kesha also confesses that she has no say whatsoever in what makes the album, not to mention what's released as a single, which every artist should have a say in. The numerous cries for help have been indicative that all she wants is to make music that makes her and her fans happy and nothing that's forced and blunt. When Kesha, young and naive at the age of 18, was signed to Luke's eight album contract, which I have to keep reiterating, it's obvious that she was unaware of the severe pop puppeteer act that she was soon to play by. So um, in October 2013, she interviewed with Rolling Stone. Kesha responded to a few questions about the petition and its allegations. Um, they have over 3,300 signatures now. Their argument is that Dr. Luke, and I'm quoting them here, is controlling. And she says, I feel like my fans are really protective of me. They just want to see me grow as an artist, which I agree with. Hopefully in the future, I will be in a position where I can put out a ballot or more vulnerable. So she's still not saying anything to him. So um, it says, do you have creative control now? She says, not really. What's been put out as singles have just per perpetuated a particular image that may or may not be entirely accurate. I like to show the world other sides of my personality. I don't want to just continue putting out the same song and becoming a parody myself. I have so much more to offer and I can't wait till the world really gets to hear that on the radio. And really, it was a whole bunch of party songs that she was coming out with, you know, during this time. So Kesha's complaint to the court shows a much greater willingness to reveal what had been going on behind the scenes. Dr. Luke was constantly insulting and demeaning towards Kesha. Dr. Luke sought to shatter Miss Severus' self-confidence so that she would remain under his control. Dr. Luke consistently bombarded Miss Seba with insults. And that's just a, a textbook definition of gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to always keep you down so you don't try to pick yourself up. 
And I don't know if you've ever been around someone where you're doing good, you know, you know, you you're, you've been struggling in the past and you're finally making ground and doing what you want to do. And then they bring up the past or they bring up something to keep you down. You know what I'm saying? Those are people to stay away from entirely. And in this case, she was young. She didn't know how to get out of that. But don't ever allow anybody, anybody to make you feel less than ever. I don't care who it is. You have the right to stay away from that parent family friend whatever you don't have to deal with that at all so the things that he were telling her are you're not pretty you're not that talented you are just lucky to have me i don't give an s if you don't want to sing it get in there and do it did you go party last night because you sound like shit go behind, go finish the song so i can buy a yacht are you serious there are a million other girls out there like you you are nothing without me Dr. Luke cruelly and incessantly criticized Ms. Severs' way, including blatantly doing so in front of other people purely to humiliate her. He repeated instructing her to stop eating and lose weight. Dr. Luke would call Ms. Sever a, um, a fat effing refrigerator, which we, we saw that earlier. So January 2014, Kesha checks into rehab. Now, this is an addiction that she didn't even like get on her own you know she was forced for this so that he could take advantage of her so on january 3rd 2014 she checked into rehab in uh lamont um illinois for eating disorder that he created um her mother uh p sebert soon confirmed that she was suffering from bulimia nervosa stating that she had been struggling with her disorder since signing with dr luke Pep also responded to rumors that the reason for her need for rehab for alcohol, three months after she signed with him, she had been dieting, and he told her, Dr. Luke told her, that she wasn't in shape enough. She was dieting, and she became bulimic. I remember over a period of a few months, she got really skinny, and she said she was running Running Canyon and just eating well. The truth is, she was throwing up. I don't know until much later, because she, because she said she would quit. Her mother went on and said, I think it gotten worse recently because after the refrigerator comment, which was about a year ago, it kicked into high gear. The comment was, can you make her not look like a refrigerator? He said that to someone we were close to. It was said to someone who, who made the mistake of telling me and I told her. Kesha was revealing notes to concerned fans during her stay. Um, you know, people was like, thank you for the letter. People were writing her in rehab. So Annie says, yes, Dr. Luke has tortured me and my family. He did do what people what people know about. So much more terrible shit. But I have to live my own words and be a warrior and be proud of my perfectly imperfect body and self. Thank you for the love letter. I couldn't have done it without you and my animals. So her animals are really, you know, helping her. This, um, I mean, this... This is www.passionwise.com, and they really have a great timeline of this story. Like, I'm engrossed. And it says, also while at rehab, Kesha was evaluated by doctors. Those doctors concluded that continued contact with Dr. Luke would be life-threatening. So they concluded that Dr. Luke had physically and psych psychologically damaged her to the point where continuing it would hurt her. But after spending two months in the rehab, she was released to her family in March 2014. Unfortunately, she can't follow her doctor's orders in her relationship with him, and she's still under contractual control. 
It says Miss Seabird continues to be under Dr. Luke's physical and contractual control and remains obligated to collaborate with him despite the present and clinically diagnosed threat he poses to her life. Miss Seabird is terrified to even attempt to take control of her intellectual property and her recording career due to years of working under Dr. Luke's physical and psychological abuse and threats. She is terrified that Dr. Luke will continue to exploit her physically and professionally. And you know what? She is a survivor. And my heart goes out to Kesha. It really does. It just it just sucks about how, how women are just taken advantage of and how they don't have a voice at all. You know, and if you try to have a voice, now you're making it up or you're whiny or you're angry. And this this young lady is 34 years old and she's been dealing with this since she she's met this dude when she was 17. Been signed under him since she was 18. Excuse me, he has he has mentally and physically violated her repetitively. And the courts are doing nothing about it. They're not trying to release her, you know, even though and I thought when a psychiatrist make a diagnosis, that was good enough, you know, to take it to the courts and that they would free her from this. It's just all about money. So now she spent these years like not even having a life, not even having freedom of voice. She can't write what she want to write. She can't collaborate with who she want to collaborate. She's she's in jail without being in a physical jail. She's in a mental jail. And my heart really goes out to Kesha. And I hope that just like Britney Spears was able to break out of that toxic, toxic um, environment and toxic situation, I really hope that this brings awareness and that Kesha can get out of that like for real for real like my like this story just last night I couldn't even get through most of the story because I was just like this is ridiculous that it's happening in plain sight and nothing is being done about it nothing nothing how long have people like you know Jeffrey Epstein like when I read when I like watch that documentary people knew knew it and did nothing and the only way they could stop was put him in, in jail finally finally but it was known that he was hurting young girls and no one did anything about it we want to sit and we want to want to fight for this and fight for that when we can't even fight for stuff that's just in plain sight things like police brutality things like you know women not having a voice and being assaulted like clearly and obviously and nothing is being done about that nothing but we want to we want to stand up and we want to talk about credit scores and we want to talk about Whoopi Goldberg not knowing this. But we can't we can't put our eyes on stuff like this. This aggravates me, man. It aggravates me, you know. So my like I said, my heart goes out to Kesha. I didn't leave much time to talk about Dora, but we are going to touch on that. Um, let's take a commercial break. This month, CBS Three Designs will be highlighting famous TV shows. Make sure that you check us out on Etsy. Type in CBS3 Designs and get to shopping. All right, all right, all right. So make sure you go to Etsy and type in CBS3 Designs. It's all one word. Um, she makes images for practically everything. Um, she has sports, like you just saw, TV shows, movies, um, some of musical greats. I know there's a Prince, there's a Michael Jackson. That's kind of one of her best sellings. You know, she's doing, she's rocking it on Etsy. So make sure that you check out CBS3 Designs. Yes. So I guess this is a lighter subject. The Kesha subject just took me out. Like 
it just really took me out. Um, and if I was doing this show regularly when the Britney Spears thing was going on, it would have been just as thorough. Like, you know, um, I just think this is just just utterly ridiculous, like utterly ridiculous. But let's get into um, Dora. So let me tell you how I even got into this. So me and my husband was like sitting here minding our own business. And he was like, is the Dora Explorer show still on? And I'm like, because I think we were talking about I'm the map. I'm the map. There's this person on... Um, on TikTok, and if I can find one of them to play tomorrow, I will, where it's, it's playing like the backpack song, backpack, and he's going around, walking around with the backpack. It's hilarious. So that's what made me think of Dora anyway, in the first place. So anyway, so um, my husband was like, well, is that show still on? I'm like, I think it is, but apparently it ended in 2019. And so while I was looking up, you know, if the show was still going on, I came across like, things that was happening with the voice of Dora. So apparently there were three different young ladies that um, during the duration of the show, that was the voice of Dora the Explorer. So I thought that I would just like quickly go over that because um, yeah, um, I didn't know any of this. So the first voice was Kathleen um, Harlins and excuse me if I'm saying it wrong. Um, she left because she was going to go to college. So she actually retired from being Dora the Explorer. So it wasn't really any controversy there or whatever. Um, she just said that she was grateful to be, you know, a part of that. And I just mentioned her because she was the first voice. So that's all really with, with her. But it looks like she was the voice up until, let me see. I want to say, was it 20? 16 is probably in the next article. So the second voice is when it got a little, a little, um, a little crazy there. So the second voice was, um, Caitlin Sanchez and she was there, I think for three years and she filed a complaint. She filed a lawsuit with Nickelodeon because she said that she was being underpaid. They made 11 bill, the Dora whole franchise made 11 billion dollars and she was only paid five thousand one hundred and fifteen dollars per episode now that may sound like man that's a lot for a 14 year old but let's let's do the math like let's see how long she was with with them so let me see uh is the year here because i can find it on wiki right quick uh let me share this first so yeah so Caitlin and I had looked it up but I did the wrong because I thought she was Dora for the whole time but she wasn't Dora for the whole time so let me see something uh Dora y'all know I can't search Dora the Explorer um voice actresses and that was like a, a, a pivotal like pivotal how long was she doing this so she was doing it from 2018 to 2014 so let me see how many uh how many Dora episodes did uh did Caitlin Sanchez for hopefully it just tells me uh it's not telling me but anyway out of 11 billion dollars she didn't make that much like she didn't make close to what it is um i thought i had found it yesterday because i had i miscalculated because i'm like but even if she was doing the explorer from the 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 start of it into the end it only would have been like nine hundred thousand dollars when they made 11 billion so on a scale like she made even less so on the scale of of I don't know anything. She made nothing being the voice. She wasn't given um 
She wasn't given any proceeds for reruns. And you know they rerun it all the time for pe when people save it on the DVD, the streamings, the merchandise. She wasn't included in any of that. So she filed a lawsuit against um, Dora the Explorer. So when she filed the lawsuit, all Nickelodeon said was, um, well, you know, she hit puberty, her voice changed, so we let her go. Um, and they said that they offer her new opportunities. But I guess her whole thing is, if you're not paying me for this, I mean... Are you going to pay me for the rest of it? So, you know, she started at 14. She said that um, she was hired to take playing Alita's character, voice on Nickelodeon. She um, she said they were forced to sign the contract. Once again, back into these contracts, she said that the mom was only given, like, she had to sign it on the spot. So they didn't get a chance to read it. And so she was told that they were going to, you know, make money off of the merchandising. And apparently um, they weren't. Um, she said the team, they, the team said that they signed an unconscionable contract without the advice of an attorney and that her parents and her agent were given 22 minutes to sign the deal or lose the Dora gig. This is brought to you by HollywoodReporter.com. So the, it was a 35 page complaint and due for time constraints, uh, we're not going to really get into it, but um, it added up to many million dollars. Um, they said that some lawyers find this be, to be surprising if true, so nobody believed her. So um, Joel Hecker's attorney at Russo and Burke in New York says it's standard procedure for companies um, in New York to submit contracts with minors to a court for approval. By doing so, should a dispute ever arise over its validity, the contract is usually given the benefit of the doubt. So, so they didn't have that option. So while Hecker said he needs to know all of the facts, he labels Nickelodeon's possible failure to submit a contract with the minor to a court as unprofessional. Why are we giving contracts to children? Why are we not having the parents read over it? You know what I'm saying? Um, so um, Nickelodeon had to say the claims being made are baseless. Unfortunately, Caitlin's voice changed and she was no longer able to portray the Dora character. As happened with the actress who originated the role, Caitlin's contract was extensively negotiated through her agent and in compliance with her union. But they're not mentioning that she only had 22 minutes to read it. So I'm trying to figure out if she was only given 22, 22 minutes to read a contract, when was it able to go through the union? When was anybody able to ever like look through it? You know what I'm saying? So they said um, she was well compensated for her work and for her personal appearances, but they didn't say anything about merchandising. Did you notice that? We have enjoyed working with Caitlin on Dora the Explorer these past three years, and we did, in fact, offer a contract for other works with us. I mean, okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, I tried to find her because I'm like, I tried to find her to see if we can have her as a guest, you know, and be her on con just to see how she's doing, just to see about her experience. If she, you know, wasn't, didn't receive like an NDA, um, just to see what happened with that. But I can't find her anywhere. Like her Instagram, the last time she said something was like years ago. So um, if somebody happens to watch this and they have any any clue where Caitlyn Sanchez is, please let me know. Because I'm very curious to know what happened. So she was the second voice. And so there was a third voice and her name was Fatima Patek. And she was in a lawsuit, not against Nickelodeon, but she was in a lawsuit for vaping. So let's get into this. And this is brought to you by Good Morning America. The story about Dora the Explorer actress is in some hot water right now. The voice behind the famous character is named... You're ready to start your own business, to turn that passion into a paycheck. In a lawsuit after another student was expelled from school, and the allegation is 
uh, that the Dora voice had pressured her friend to smoke and then got special treatment herself. ABC's Lindsay Janice has the story. Dora the Explorer has long been synonymous with the adorable animated girl who teaches children Spanish on the hit Nickelodeon. That is a whole nother different Dora than I know. I don't know Dora looked like this after a while. But the voice behind Dora is now reportedly named in a lawsuit filed in a Manhattan civil court. The AP reports the case brought by Nadia Leonelli and Frederick Sundwall alleges that in December, the voice of the most recent edition of Dora 15-year-old Fatima Patacek encouraged their 14-year-old daughter to join her in using a vaping pen to inhale caramel-flavored water in a bathroom at Avenues, a private New York school. According to the AP report, when school officials found out about the incident, the voice of Dora the Explorer was given a three-day suspension, while the daughter of the couple who filed the lawsuit was expelled. The Look at that treatment. Couple reportedly arguing their daughter was treated unfairly because she was not a celebrity. Parents are basically saying the school violated its own rules, that it's so unfair that they should be forced to readmit their daughter. Patashek and her family say they have no comment. As for Nickelodeon, it says Fatima is a terrific young lady. And we, we hope, hope that this matter can be resolved as a private matter. matter. In, In a statement, statement, so Nickelodeon, like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. The Avenue School told Good Morning America, Avenues has very high standards and follows a fair process when there are infractions. So was she expelled because she, now we know why she was expelled, another one wasn't, but I wonder if their basis was she wasn't, she was expelled because she was the one who offered it to Fatima? Like, I don't know. And because because she wasn't the initiator, that's why she only got a three-day suspension. I wonder if that was their rationale for that. We know students will make mistakes, but we expect them to take accountability for them. The attorney for the couple who brought the suit says what her clients want most is for their daughter to be able to return to school. For Good Morning America, Lindsay Janice, ABC News, New York. And I wonder if she was ever able to make it to school. But we're talking about Dora Voices and the other girl wasn't a Dora Voice. So that wasn't really, I think the only deep thing about that was the fair treatment of celebrities. How, you know, she got away with it. And Nickelodeon was like, she's a great girl. We don't have anything to do with that. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a little drama behind the, the Voices of Dora the Explorer. So um, yeah, backpack, backpack, you know, so. <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna see if I can find that um for the beginning of tomorrow's um hopefully a 6 a.m. show. So so yeah, so yeah. So this was um longer than normal, this show. Um we kind of got into the Kesha situation. Um if you have any more information about the Kesha situation, I'm all into it. So I'll probably be down a rabbit hole um looking at things about her. Um and if any new advances come up, I'll be sure to um share with you guys. And until next time. If you are in something, read the contract. Yes, be your own kind, but be your own kind with discernment, you know. Um, and, you know, no one purposely try to enter these situations. You know, um, it just looks like when in this industry period, you just force these contracts are just forced on you and you don't get a chance to read them. I think a couple of weeks ago we were talking about somebody that um, sent cash 
you know, like a business owner sent cash to a celebrity to, you know, promote her products, but then was mad when it didn't happen, but she had no contract and she sent cash. So she had no paper trail. So if you are, you know, you're not like know the rules and business, like the business rules and the, the business etiquette, like hire somebody that does just so you can protect yourself you know so um my heart goes out to everyone that i talked about today and um don't forget to be kind to yourselves and also to be kind to other people you know what i'm saying because everybody's going through something so it's out of everything we can choose to be let's just be kind you know so um i'll see you guys tomorrow bye